seated, be sure and say hello again and greet your neighbor and love them, hug them and whatever they need. Make them feel like they're part of the family of God. Amen. Well, I hope your uh, team won yesterday. If they didn't, well, I'm sorry. But um, maybe maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. If you're an OSU fan, boy, they, they, uh, they did pretty good. I mean, they made Oregon State look bad. So now we'll see about the other Oklahoma team does. Uh, TU, uh, well, bless their heart. Uh, we just have to, have to keep praying for them. That's right. Uh, they, they're kind of like that stepchild. You just hope they're going to catch there. You're going to hope they're going to get it. But uh, maybe they will. But we'll see how the big number four OU Sooners do tonight. I can't remember a college team playing on a Sunday night in long time, if it's ever happened. But anyway, big prime time game. We'll see how they do. And... Uh, It'll be awesome. And the National Football League starts Thursday Thursday night. And hallelujah. Uh, Darwin Thompson, our little jinx boys, made the roster for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a running back. So when you're watching in Kansas City this year, look for number 25, Darwin Thompson. He's the They say he's the steal of the draft. That's what the uh, scouts are all saying. He's quite a young young man. Uh, he was told all of his life he couldn't do something. And look where he's at now. He contributes all of it to God, every bit of it. Uh, I've invited him to speak to us whenever he's in town again. I don't know if he, if he will take me up on it, but uh, I've invited him, so we'll see. That'd be fun to have him here to share with you and, and talk talk to us, especially our young people. Today I want to start a new series called Masterpiece in Progress. Who is the masterpiece? We are. And the good news is we're all still in progress and in process. We haven't arrived there yet. Last time I looked, we haven't gotten there yet. If you believe you've gotten there yet, you're in trouble. But the thing that I want to make sure today that you start out with in understanding the process is this video that I want to show you. And uh, same, you have to, the little arrow to the right, I think, if you just click on it, it'll take off. Down at the bottom. You can't curse what God has blessed. I wish I had some blessed people in here. (laughs) If I had some blessed people in here, they would tell you, you are blessed in spite of who tried to curse you. You're not where you are because you don't have enemies. There's a lot of people hope you drop dead right now. And the only reason you didn't drop is because they can't curse what God has blessed. If God has blessed you. Oh! Oh God, I I can't even go there. If God has blessed you, let the haters hate. If God has blessed you, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Somebody holler, I'm blessed. Somebody holler, I'm blessed. There you go. That guy fire you up, won't he? T.D. Jakes. <laughs> I need some pants and a coat like that. That's what I need, boy. And go bald-headed. He's, he's a preacher. I, tell you, I love to listen to him. 
going to be in the book of Ephesians through this series. Today we're going to be in chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, and hopefully you do, and hold them up if you do, and let's, uh, let's share together. I'm a child of God. Have in my hand. Powerful Word of God. Can change lives. Heal broken hearts. Save man's soul. Here's our prayer. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn in that Bible to Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to break it down through verses 7 through 12. And just want you to see how blessed you are. We are so blessed. If you, if you look at the preceding verses before verse 7, it talks about how you're blessed in God. And now because of Christ, beginning at verse 7, because of Jesus Christ in your life, He lists a number of blessings that we have. And we are blessed. Now what does it mean to be blessed? Well, different people define that probably differently than others do. Some will say, I'm blessed because I've got a lot of money. Is money always an indication of blessing? No, not really. Doesn't hurt. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt to have a whole lot of money. But that doesn't mean I'm not blessed if I don't have a lot of money. Well, I'm blessed because I go to a large church. Well, I think we're blessed because we go to a small church, right? Well, I'm blessed because I don't have a bunch of obnoxious kids at my house. Well, but you could be blessed if you have a whole bunch of them at your house. You know what I'm saying? See, it really doesn't matter. It all depends on what? How you see it. But one thing's for sure. In Christ... These blessings that he lists for us, that Paul lists for us in Ephesians 1, are true and they're ours. And nobody, nobody can take them away from us. Let's look at verse 7, just the first part of verse 7. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood. Now I want you to underline redemption in your Bible. We have redemption through his blood. In Christ you are redeemed. That word redeemed was used when someone was buying back a slave. Through the blood of Jesus you have been paid in full. And I know we don't like to hear that we're paid for by Jesus. But we become a slave to Him because He bought us back from sin to be in reconciliation with the Father. Had He not done it, we're lost. Oh, we're lost. Amen. The awesome thing to remember is that Jesus said, although you are a slave, you're His friend. Though I'm a slave, He gives me everything that He has because He loves me. The Bible says we're a joint heir with Jesus. So everything that He has received from the Father, it is ours as well. 
Isn't that awful? We get to sit on a throne in heaven. We get to be with Him. We get to hang out. I bet He doesn't drink Starbucks up there. I bet they have heat brews up there. Amen. <laughs> Come on, laugh a little. Come on, folks. Stay with me. If I give you a good something to laugh about, you would. Number one, you're redeemed. Number two, latter part of verse 7. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of grace. In Him we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of His grace. So in Christ, you are forgiven. Now you need to wrestle with that for a minute. Does that mean that we've all sinned? Yes. That we all deserve eternal death? Yes. But instead, through the blood of Jesus, we've been forgiven. Yeah, well, preacher, I already, I, I, I already knew that. Huh. But not only have you been forgiven, but you have been forgiven according to the riches of His grace. Oh. So when God forgives, He forgets. Now, we don't do that very well, do we? We forgive, but it's that mm-hmm, kind of forgiving, right? Oh, we forgive each other, but then we keep watching. <laughs> it's that person that keeps coming back saying, well, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. It's that abuser that abuses a woman and, and he tells her, I'll never do it again. And she says, okay. And then he does it again. And then, he, oh, but I'll never do it again. Well, okay. And then he does it again. And then she, is that what God's talking about here? Is that the kind of forgiveness? No. He's talking about the abuser who was forgiven and who, who never then does it again. That's the striving that we should be for. It's to never sin again. Amen? However... However, does that apply? Have we ever sinned since we became a believer in Christ? <laughs> well, if you sit there and say no, then I'm going to call you a liar because First John 1 calls you a liar. But there is provision. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And what I love about God is that God goes, okay, clean slate, let's go, here we go. Children are like that, aren't they? You can hurt a child and then they'll turn around and forgive you just like that. And then it's just like it never happened. Your pets are like that. Why can't we treat each other that way? It's hard sometimes. I was listening to a message earlier this morning by Mark Rutland. Anybody of you know that name? Mark, he was the president of ORU for a while. I was reading a new book, and and I was intrigued with the book. He was preaching uh, about his book. And And the book deals with healing the inner hurts that 
and scars that people have. Sounds like a profound book. And he talked about the courage it takes to seek healing. He said it takes faith, but he said there's a second component that we often don't see or overlook and never consider, and that's the fact that it takes courage to seek healing. Especially if you've been hurt deeply for a long time. And that thing just keeps getting stirred around. He said, those are hurts that are hard to get rid of. And my mind thought of what hurts can be that way. Well, you know, I think of young girls that were abused when they were young. How, must, how hard that must be, especially because it was by a family member. How, must, how hard that must be to get past that. that. That breach of trust that was broken. You know, and you can fill in that blank. But this idea of forgiveness, there is absolutely nothing that you could do and that you can keep doing that's going to cause God to say, I'm never going to love you. You can't do it. You can be the worst hardened criminal sinner of the world ever has ever seen. And at the end of the day, God is still going to be there with open arms waiting to receive you. But you've got to take a step toward Him. And you've got to embrace that forgiveness. But isn't that a blessing? It's worth forgiven. Then look at verse 8. That He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. So in Christ, number three, you are given wisdom and understanding. Having knowledge is one thing. But having wisdom and understanding... That's completely different. Wisdom is using the knowledge that you have. If you need wisdom in how to deal with something, ask God. That's what He said. You have not because you ask not. It's there waiting. We just simply need to seek Him and ask Him. And then verses 9 and 10. And He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will, be have, will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. So in Christ, number four, you get to know the mystery of God's will. On your own, you'll never understand it. On your own, you're, you're never going to grasp the will of God. Cindy and I just this week as, as she uh, accepted the job offer that she was made we both realized and could see clearly the path that God had through this whole ordeal of my illness her parents no job all those things it just the path just went oh there, there, there here's why here's why it's a, it's a job that's tailor-made for her, a job that's just perfect for what she needs at this point in her life. It's just perfect. Now, who does that? And she was recommended by a friend. She, she sent out over 400 resumes. 
and responded to I don't know how many interviews. One went three and a half hours. Figured, man, that's a shoe in. She met with every person in the in the in the business. <laughs> Not a call, nothing. In her office, you'll love this part. Here's what's the fun part about the whole job. Her office is in her pajamas at home with a laptop in her lap. Told her, I said, boy, I hope you didn't fight the traffic. (laughs) Periodically, she'll have to go get coffee at Panera Bread or something with the boss, but now, isn't that something? Now, who does that? God does that. You get to know the mystery of God's will. You begin to see it. And you've seen it in your own life, haven't you? You've seen God unfold that path. and you, I mean, you're on a path and you're walking and you don't know where you're going. And all of a sudden, it just clears. Oh, well, there it is. God does that. Sherry and I have great conversations every week when she's here doing the bulletin and you know, we talk about her health and the journey that she's been on through all the cancer and the treatments and all that. And the PET scans that she takes, that's what tells if you've got cancer or not. They keep coming back clear. So she just keeps saying, I don't have cancer. Well, but your tumor marker's up. You know, I don't care. I don't have cancer. She just told cancer, I don't have you. Get out. Could it be that simple? Amazing faith, isn't it? I love her faith. But you can begin to see the mystery. You begin to see the path. God's will is to bring us together as one in Christ. But notice that God's will is according to His pleasure. And He chooses what He does and when He does it. It's not on our time frame, it's on His. Amen? How many of you know that one? (laughs) And the sooner you get back and just go, you know, that's, hey, praise God. Okay, it's in your hands, Lord. So I love Darwin Thompson's story. I hope you get a chance to hear his story sometime. But he just talks about how he was told, I couldn't do that, he can't do this. He he went to a a double A college out of Jinx High School, um, did well there, transferred from there to a bigger school. And then just, you know, just kept working his way up the ladder and graduated from Utah State, I believe it was. And um, got a chance to uh, go go to the Chiefs and play and through preseason and earned a spot on the team. They cut their roster down Saturday from 90 to 53, and he was one of 53. Carlos Hyde, they traded. He was the premier running back. They traded him. Because they've got plenty. Isn't that awesome? There's a story in there. And Darwin will tell you it's by the grace of Almighty God, He's where He is. I love hearing those stories. We've got another one that's on the horizon. His name is Ian Corrin. He was he graduated just last year from Jinx. He's the starting quarterback at Drake University as a freshman. If you asked Ian where are you at? He says, because of God. I'm telling you, it's just amazing what God does. And you can see it in the paths of people. 
And he'll open you. He'll open your eyes. He'll show you that mystery. And he tells us there's a blessing here. You get to know that mystery. Now let's go on to verse 11 and 12. In Him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of His glory. So in Christ, number five, lastly, you are given an inheritance. Now, I've always wanted an inheritance. I hear about those all the time. People inherit things. Sometimes, most of the time, it's wealth. They'll inherit the wealth of a parent or a grandparent. If your last name was Kennedy, well, boy, you, you know, you get money, right? Seems like all those guys up in Maine and Massachusetts, they all have that Kennedy money up there. Uh, can you think, what do you think would be a, a grandchild of Donald Trump? My goodness, a lot of money. George Soros, how would it be a grandchild of George Soros? George Soros is a billionaire, multi-billionaire. Man, that's, that's incredible. Can't imagine what that money looks like, how much that money looks like. But you've been given something even greater. Your inheritance is in heaven. Your inheritance is yet to be claimed. But it's yours. And as soon as you leave this world, boom, you get it. (laughs) It's all yours. God has given us the same inheritance that Jesus gets. And look what He did for Jesus, His own Son. Brought Him up to heaven, put Him in His right, right hand on the throne of glory. Don't forget that everything that we have as Christians comes and is through Christ. Every blessing that you have should create hope in your life. However small it may appear, it is a huge blessing because it comes from your heavenly Father that loves you and died for you and is awaiting your return. He's waiting for us with open arms to come home. Oh, I'm ready to come home. Amen. I'm ready to leave this old world. I'm tired of listening to the news and some crazed idiot's got a gun in his hand and he's shooting people just because. It's not the gun. It's the crazed idiot with the gun. I saw somebody posted on Facebook a week or so or a few ago that said, you know, God didn't hold uh, Cain. uh, God didn't blame the rock. God blamed Cain for killing his brother Abel. It doesn't matter the instrument that's used. It does matter the mental stability of the person using the instrument. But we're blessed. Even in the midst of the chaos and the turmoil and the sadness, we're blessed. Effie Marsh listed some blessings of God, and I'm going to close with this list. It's a a great list. We have an acceptance that can never be questioned. 
An inheritance that can never be lost. A deliverance that can never be excelled. A grace that can never be limited. A hope that can never be disappointed. A bounty that can never be withdrawn. A joy that could never be diminished. A nearness to God that could never be reversed. A peace that can never be disturbed. A righteousness that can never be tarnished. And a salvation that can never be canceled. We are blessed. Are you blessed? And offer an invitation. If you've not received the blessing of salvation, today's the day. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for all the blessings that you give us. We say that sometimes just so glibly. But I just pray, Father, that we'll understand the magnitude of the blessings that you have poured out upon us. Just in the form of your Son, Jesus Christ, at Calvary. Oh, what a blessing. Oh, what a joy. So, Father, today, is there one that needs to touch that blessing and taste that blessing? Is there one who's drifted from the blessing? Who needs to come back under the umbrella of that blessing? All we have to do is just take a step towards you. You're waiting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have a decision to make, would you as we stand, sing together. Jesus is tenderly.